What's up, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with wrestling on the rocks, depending on what that drink is, preferably non-alcoholic, you know? How's it going? I'm Kofi Warrior Shane. Soda. I would love to have a drink with wrestling on the rocks. Maple syrup. Bella. I would never have a drink with wrestling on the rocks. Welcome to the dive bar of the IWC. Welcome to Wrestling on the Rocks, episode one. That's right, this is the show where every show is our first show. And uh, we're the dive bar. And uh, I'm Ref Marsh. We got Crybaby Clump. We got a full litter box in here. What? What? This is the litter box. And it's only full when Clump is in it. Okay, we get it. This is Amanda Jane. Welcome back, our drinking buddy. Thank you, thank you. I um, I decided I wasn't going to drink for the month after WrestleMania. I think my body is shutting us? down. So I'm drinking for the both of us. She's drinking for the both of there us. I go. think my body is slowing, slowly shutting down. And We're I'm having. Just having Jack Daniels, Tennessee <laughs> Apple Fizzlers. How is, how is that? Please tell me. Oh, she wants to know how it is. You give your review. Mm-hmm. Mike's what? over here. Lighter it's really, it's really good. Very tasty. Lighter than you expected and very tasty. It smells like apple. I poured <laughs> it for her, and it just wafted the whole kitchen with, like, apple smell. And I was like, wow. Jolly Rancher. Yeah, it was like a Jolly Rancher. It was really good. Ooh. It smelled really good. Uh, I'm having I just water. I haven't gotten any good, like, black tea yet, and I already drank all the coffee, so I'm just down to water for the night. Yeah. I need to get some, like, some teas, I think, to get New into the coffee. Because I'm not doing soda. I'm not doing soda. I'm not doing carbonation. I'm not doing alcohol. What? Cleansing. Whoa. I'd hang myself. No. The, o- no. the only way I could do a further, a deeper cleanse is if I did, uh, uh, if I went to Panda Express... If I got Gross. two entrees and one side and said all three chow mein. Oh. It's the chow mein cleanse. No. Ew. It's the only way I could detox heavier. You know what I mean? Great. Plump nose. We lost, like, our one viewer or listener. Thanks. Hey, I align. I, I, uh, I have to have Metamucil and uh, Miralax. It's like I'm curating my shits now. Ooh. Very good, very good. Justin Time in the chat said no Thursday comment. Night Chaser. Cheers to the Die Bar IWC. Cheers to Justin Time. Uh, Clump, what do you, what do you, Justin. what's in your glass? What are you drinking? I have in my new uh, Tom Nook and t- uh, the other thingies from Animal Crossing. I have mm-hmm. some uh, Mothman's Red Eye Blend from Spring Hill Jack Coffee with some uh, Chabot or some oat milk, and then I have some Perrier. And I also have a gatekeeper from Alec Bradley. I've been wanting to try one since I finally found one. I have three Alec Bradleys I've been waiting to try. I was told by somebody that Magic Toast was not very good. Have you had Magic Toast? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Pretty like, bad? I, 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 have you had the Presonado yet? Uh, no, I have the Presonado. I got the Magic Toast, and I have, uh, uh, was it Experiment 40, I think is what it's called? Presonado is amazing. One of my favorites, period. Uh, Magic Toast, eh. But this one's pretty decent. Okay. Alright, All right, I was going to try one tonight. Uh, maybe I should do Magic Toast just to get it out of the way. Uh-huh. You know? But then at the same time, I feel like 
I should do the Pressonado because if it's really that good, then I can get the review back to the old uh, shop owner and see if we can't carry some of those. Uh, sport? Uh, Miss Amanda Jane, what's in your glass? What are you drinking? Oh, we have a special. Sorry, sponsored, not sponsored. Mo! Maybe I. Not drinking today because not drinking and yeah. I'm moving, so don't have any. So I have to restock. And fine, whoop, can't see it. Fine Fiji water from Fiji, California. Oh. So, is that what it is? I thought it was like the Fiji Mountains. Fiji Island. Well, yeah. It is, but you know, but here's the thing. I don't think that how, how that's a lot of like transit to get yes. water from yes. Fiji. And in the pandemic, they never ran out of Fiji. Yeah. No, I thought it was a so lie. It's got but... a, Well, I don't know. It's, Right. That's why I said Fiji, California. Cause and it's I the full water where... from Gary, Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Well, there's yeah. that Ozark one, so does that mean that's from the Ozarks? Yeah. Okay, because which one is it? Crystal something? Meth. One of those ones? Yeah, that's in California. Yeah. Also California. Crystal Geyser. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Poland Spring, obviously from Poland. That's how I, that's how I, I just mm-hmm. I take marketing at face value. Poland Spring is actually yep. Poland Spring, Maine. Uh, really? I didn't it's, know there was a Poland. It's just Maine. It's just what? fucking Nestle water. It's it's just Arrowhead. I wonder. Oh, I wonder if Delaware has water. No, it's I don't. It's probably the only thing they have. No. Mm, yeah. So I feel like I, I miss Pol- Polish jokes. Can we do those for Delaware now? Because they 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 have they're in bad taste when you do them. That's a good uh, point. Yeah, yeah, but if we refocus yeah. them, we can reuse them, and then they don't just disappear yeah. into the ether. That's a good point. Poland doesn't have water because they're too busy keeping the recipe for ice safe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, guys, let's talk a little wrestling. This weekend was a bit wild. I know <sighs> you guys watched some WrestleMania. I watched some WrestleMania. I think today... I think I want to have a few conversations. What I what I think we'll do is we'll start with the birthdays. Amanda, who, who do you got birthdays? Well, we don't have that many, but uh, tomorrow, say happy birthday to Bianca Belair. Oh, Arya Davari. The birthday is yeah, lots tomorrow. of good ones. Mm-hmm. The birthday, yes. Then we've got some people who are no longer with us. One of my favorites from childhood, uh, Paul Bearer, because he mm. used to scare the shit out of me, and I thought it was great. Oh so, no, Percy Pringle. Yeah, Percy Pringle in the ship. He did a lot of stuff in our area too. Uh, let's see, and uh, I can't remember. Is Harley Race passed away, right? Because yes. it's his birthday this weekend, this week too. Yeah. So, drinking some for you. And yeah. uh, last week we forgot about Saray, the warrior, the warrior of the sun, or that yeah. schoolgirl. If you're, you know, uh, what's her name, Tiffany, whatever, and. A big birthday shout out to Dusty Rhodes. Gold Dust, as some of you know him. Mm. Um, not gonna lie, I would have loved to see a Stardust Gold Dust tag reunion, but I'm pretty sure we're not gonna get that. So Yeah, I don't think so. But happy birthday, everybody. Yeah, absolutely happy birthday. Cheers uh, also to Carmela and Corey getting married today. 
And I think that also means we're two or three days away from uh, Alexa Bliss getting married as well. So, yeah, cheers to them as well. Ooh, who's Alexa Bliss married? Oh, Ryan Cabrera. Ryan Cabrera. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. That's my old pop boy sensation. Band. That's kind of cool. I wouldn't call him a pop sensation. He only has two songs that maybe anybody knows. I, I had his albums. I was just into him. No. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, it was, it was a weird thing, too, because, like, when I think back on it, it's like, he wasn't all, all that notable, but, like, yeah, I had, like, several of his albums, and I just thought he was pretty cool. So, when, oh, he, wow. when he popped back up into the atmosphere because he was dating Alexa Bliss, I was like, out of nowhere, he was like an RKO. No, it's but, not out of nowhere, because I went on the Lance Bass Cruise, and he was on it. Uh, she was not. I think that's when they first started dating, but she was not on there. Because obviously, you know, she's got to wrestle. I could see that. Uh, but at the same time, I could see her being there. She's a, a huge, huge InSync um, fan. She's always talked about it. She had, she and her, her and Lance Bance are friends. Uh, when she was doing her podcast, I think it was called, like, Not Cool or something, yeah. she had him mm-hmm. on. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's my friend, too. Yeah. Uncool. 20 minutes ago, Natty posted a picture of her and Moxley together at Carmela's wedding. So that's cool. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's cool. what's going on. That's going on. Guys, yeah. you guys both saw a good chunk of WrestleMania. Is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Huh? I felt like, and I want to know what you guys think, because I also know you guys are going to watch it separately. First and foremost, what did you think? We'll start with uh, uh, Amanda Jane. What did you think of WrestleMania uh, overall, night one and night two? I did not watch night two. Okay. Um, but did watch majority of night one, mm-hmm. but I wasn't actually surprised, surprised. I wasn't actually going to watch it. I thought about it because mm-hmm. I wanted to catch up on GCW from the weekend. Yeah. And I never watched anything of that. Mm-hmm. So, and I haven't watched, well, I've watched bits and pieces of ROH. Um, but I only came in because when producer lady had tweeted about Cody, I thought that but she was, it was a rib. Mm-hmm. That, that was a, I'm like, no way. And I'm like, is that for real? And she goes, yeah. So that's when I turned it on. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty shocked about what I saw. I mean, he looked really good. And yeah. I don't know. It just makes me think about, okay, something really majorly must have ha- gone wrong for him to go back somewhere that he never was going to go back to and look at it. But he looked fantastic, you know. and Okay. Yeah. I think the yeah. plan was always to go back. I know we've been talking about since the beginning that there seemed to be like a Cody insurance policy where all the digs and stuff he was making towards Triple H specifically didn't seem to be as company-based as they were almost storyline-esque. Um, and mm-hmm. I, we were saying for a long time that he had this like ongoing insurance to go back. Mm-hmm. The way he talks about it in his post-interviews is that it was always the plan to go back and it was the right time to go back is what it came down to. Mm-hmm. Uh but Clump, what'd you think of the weekend? Uh, I loved it. Um, I was it a perfect wrestle, was it a perfect event? No, there were mistakes. There were things I was like, eh, here and there. But overall, it was a fantastic pay per view. I do like the two night pacing a lot because mm-hmm. I don't miss seven hours of wrestling. Yeah, that's too <laughs> but, much. That's yes, too much. it was. It was good. It had enough silly spots both nights. It had great solid matches and great story. I really 
did love what happened with Cody. I I was not home when it happened. We were at mm-hmm. uh, Walmart, and I heard what happened, and I was like, oh, fuck, we got to get home. And then we got home, and we couldn't, like, we couldn't restart the thing from the beginning. Yeah. So it was just like, god damn it, so pissed, and I couldn't wait to see it. And it was amazing. I, I loved um, – I absolutely love that, and I agree with Marsh here. Is I think Cody has been my my read, my read of Cody with everything has been he's never wanted to throw out or dismiss WWE as an option because to, mm-hmm. to say anywhere that WWE isn't an important part of wrestling or a place you you know you wouldn't want to have a story at, I think you'd be lying. But mm-hmm. I think he's also done a lot to always maintain a positive connection there um i would say like to amanda's point i'm really curious to know more about what because i don't think this is supposed to happen this soon (laughs) for him how bad did it get what happened i know we've heard a lot but i i I think that's a really big loss for them because i don't i don't think cody was planning on two years in saying you know peace out i'm going somewhere else going back yeah yeah i don't know I don't know. Maybe, maybe it would be interesting to that. I mean, he says Cody says he'll never do a shoot interview against Tony Khan or anything like that. Uh, I mean, time will tell. But at the same time, like, I did get the impression because I ended up seeing a bunch of his post interviews and stuff, and I, I just, I really got the impression that if he was going to re-sign with AEW, it was going to be on the heels of what is WWE saying? He even said that when he had the meeting with Vince in Atlanta, that he thought he was going to go there and get closure on WWE, that he was going to go there. They were going to pitch him something he wouldn't like and say, mm-hmm. say how much he appreciated that. That's where it's where we're at, but he was going to say, no, thank you. But he said, everything they said was actually so good that, you know, it felt like the right time. So I don't know. Uh, Clump, you saw the, the promo on raw, right? Right. Yeah. Really good. I, I hope, so Cody's Cody his initial promos are always always fantastic. His yeah. comeback promos to start. Let's see how we are in six weeks. If we get six weeks of these promos, I might not be as happy. Yes. But I thought he did a fantastic promo. I thought it was a good welcome back. I absolutely loved how over he was. Uh, I did share with you. I didn't. I I know Seth's character is a lunatic, but I was like, that's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> Coming out just cackling. Weird. Like, like, just coming off and cackling, I'm like, I don't know. I think he, like, could say more because it kind of just came off almost like, almost like, well, I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Amanda, did you see his raw promo? It, and, you know, I've said it many a time that his promos that he was doing in AEW, it's like, come on. They were just, I don't even know they were not even decent. They were, they were pretty bad. Yeah. And to see this, it's like that—that's Cody Rhodes to me. Yeah. I don't know with AEW what what that Cody Rhodes was. It was kind of there. This is the, yeah. the Cody Rhodes that was pre AEW, like kind of the New Japan, you know, Ring of Honor kind of Cody Rhodes because you never heard him babbling about weird stuff and. Yeah. whatnot so it's great to see that he's you know he's full out and yeah. i think that 
you know, he probably is thinking, man, wrestling with, like, like what, 12,000 maybe at most at an AEW event, maybe 18, and you have almost 100,000 people at WrestleMania, yeah. there's no comparison to that. So, you know, I'm sure he was just, he just felt all that love and, you know, yeah. definitely appreciative of that. That had to be cool, especially yeah. coming from AEW where he the, the tides had turned mm-hmm. against him and the crowd was not behind him anymore mm-hmm. and uh, they, no. they were clearly booing him when he was trying to get cheered and yeah, I thought mm-hmm. that, that had to feel awesome. I thought it was in a bubble, a pretty perfect mm-hmm. moment uh, for for him. Yeah. Uh, and I wanted to get your guys' take on it because obviously we've been talking about Cody Rhodes a lot uh, over the past year or two and we've all been really disappointed mm-hmm. in a lot of the stuff he's put out. Uh, and we all continued to say that we knew that it didn't have to be that way, that we've seen him do so much better. What's going on? And it was almost like a big question. I think him having a team of people who can at least tell him to curb this or that is probably going to be good for him. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes. I thought it was funny they released T-shirts the moment of, very a la AEW style. I like that they did mm-hmm. the lights out and everything. Kind of reminded me. I, it seemed like a lot of little nods to AEW. I don't know if to be petty or almost to, oh, yeah. just to be relevant, but it, it felt like an AEW debut. Lights out, music on, T-shirts released immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, like and his entrance. Yeah, too. That was like that was yeah. so good. The what? The entrance is amazing. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah. It was it was just done perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I felt like, no. and I think that WrestleMania, I agree with Clump, this weekend I thought was was stupendous. I felt like, though, that it's possible to me that WrestleMania being so good really tampered my excitement for a lot of the rest of the wrestling I watched this week. Other things were kind of really not yeah. living up in a sense. I felt like the WWE put it all out on the table. Night one, they got as pro wrestling as they could possibly get. Night two, they got as as sports entertainment as they could possibly get. And I felt like they were just out there to remind the world that that number two is a very distant number two. That no one does what we do how we do it. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Exactly. And I want to say comment about Kevin Owens. I've always liked Kevin Owens. Or mm-hmm. Kevin Steen. And that match with Stone Cold Steve Austin. I, I was just I was like, I was speechless because it was just so well done. And especially yeah. when you have your own, one of your own personal dream matches. And it just, it just was, it was amazing. And I really sometimes wish that wrestlers kind of watch things like this because you can get somebody like beyond over, you know, yeah. and just the way they work together. I mean, that, you don't see that anymore. Yeah. Can't tell you I last would also, time I, I would also say that we, if you're not going to watch all of night two, which I'm not saying you should by any means, I would say that I think you would personally enjoy Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. It was a circus of a of a match that was hysterical in all its ridiculousness. Yeah. Um, I also think you'd probably enjoy Pat McAfee's segment because uh, after he finishes with Austin uh, Austin Theory. Vince McMahon comes in and they have a match together and so it's Vince McMahon's last match mm. and then Stone Cold comes out again and it was just it was as sports entertainment as it gets and it was just a lot of fun oh uh, okay uh, I'll take a but, uh, but outside of that you know it is what it is uh, 
Stand and Deliver was the same weekend. I I liked some of the matches, but I felt like overall it was kind of an NXT show that just felt like mm-hmm. a stacked NXT mm-hmm. show. Am I off on that? Not yeah. at all. Nope. Mm-mm. Further. No. Be- I mean. Good. Oh, no, go ahead. Further, I feel like because of that. So last week I chat all over NXT. Um, yeah. It made me more frustrated about it because. So if I'm somebody who doesn't have the USA app and it's like, I want to watch wrestling and I watch it on Hulu and I see this lead up to stand and deliver, I watch fucking 40 minutes of promos on an hour long show and then watch the show on Peacock and like, God damn, it's just an NXT show. It felt super boring and like, it felt like a, re- a really long WrestleMania pre-show. Yeah. Yeah, not a lot came off feeling super special. Even Raquel and Dakota winning against Toxic Attraction didn't feel all that special. And then fast forward to this week's Dynamite, or not Dynamite, but this week's uh, uh, NXT, and they lose the titles immediately back to Toxic Attraction. Uh So then I really go backwards and I go, why did the Dusty Cup winners go on to be in this fatal four-way, which they could have gotten to anyways... And yeah. why wasn't Wendy and Dakota in this match if Dakota and Raquel were only going to be together for one week and two days? You know what especially, I mean? Yeah, especially given how over Wendy and Dakota were, how over Wendy yeah. is. Like, to me, it felt like, yeah, this is a feel-good moment. They they mix together, but... And I like Raquel Gonzalez, but... yeah. This felt like a way to try and push her back up because maybe they were she's seeming flat or a little bit tired. But I'm sorry, there's better ways to do something new and pull that back together later on down the road. Like it's a weird nostalgia pop when it's. It, does nostalgia apply when it's six months out? Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> you know like what I mean? It, it, in the moment, I was like, "Oh, that's interesting. I guess they're going to do a thing." But then on NXT, they lose the title, and I go, "Okay, so what? What like?" Even from a story perspective, because I do know there's a lot of people who say stand and deliver uh, was pointless, and in a lot of regards, as far as story, as far as uh, match happenings, in in a sense, it's not an important show. But I don't ever like to think that a show completely di- didn't matter, matter, except for that they undid a lot and they didn't move forward with much. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and so it really was like fuck. Uh, coming out of it, LA Knight and Gunther is probably my favorite match on the whole thing. Yeah, it was a good match, but it that doesn't make up for make the whole show. Correct. Yeah, that was a match I could have had anywhere. You can get, yeah. you could have given me that show, that match anyway. Watching uh, uh back of the day, Cassius Ono versus Walter, I saw at Royal Rumble Access, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. I could have seen LA Knight yeah. and Gunther at, at an Access, and I'd have been just fine. You know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. it also didn't come off as special or for big stakes. It felt like two guys I really like having a great match together. I think what's most frustrating yeah. to me about it is in watching it, seeing kind of that, it makes me think of old NXTs where, yeah, you you and you and are sometimes critical of NXTs because you're like, it feels like a big indie show, but it felt big. Felt big. Like, yeah, yeah you, and for, yeah, you'd have, you know, Johnny Gargano in a spot-heavy spot match, but you'd also have, like, classics like Walter Ilya. You'd have Pete Dunne, Walter. You'd have these fucking fantastic matches. Alistair Black versus Andrade. And Alistair they, Black and Ciampa. 
yeah, Alistair Black and Champa. This just kind of felt like you got free tickets because your your aunt worked at the radio station, and mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's no circumstance. Yeah, it was yeah. There's no circumstance to it. It was like, but well, we got and also why not do it at the WrestleMania? Like I know it's not WrestleMania, but for your wrestling fans and NXT fans tend to be big fans. How the fuck are you going to make it from there to WrestleMania that quickly? You know, uh, there was a good three or four hours in between or something like that. But yeah, yeah, it was, it was a bit felt like there was probably some rushing happening. Um, Mandy Rose, yeah. I was surprised she won, but I didn't mind it so much. I just really thought this was the the time and the way to get the title off of her and move her and the rest of Toxic Attraction up, especially because Toxic Attraction lost their titles. I thought, okay, Mandy's going to likely lose hers, and now we'll get a cool new women's faction on the main roster. We're moving. We're doing stuff. And then that didn't happen. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Mandy retained, and Toxic Attraction got it back. And I was like, okay, I don't know why they're still down here. Like, we're a little bit running in circles. Uh, D'Angelo and Ciampa. I, I didn't love the match. I didn't hate it. It was good. Mm-hmm. But it also felt like no reason. I like that they're calling uh, D'Angelo the Dawn of NXT. I think that's kind of a fun moniker we haven't heard. I think, I think the best part of the match was seeing Triple H come out and have a moment. Yeah. Right? Uh, mm-hmm. and then, it's a weird father-son looking thing. I thought it was yeah, yeah, it was. It looked, it looked a lot like that. And so hopefully Champa does some yeah. good stuff on the main roster. Uh, yeah. And then we'll, uh, before we go into the to the other one, we'll talk about the ladder match. Cameron Grimes winning in the ladder match. Grayson Waller, like, shattered his elbow. Uh, Solo yeah. had some really cool spots. This match was cool, but it also felt like a lot to do right at the beginning. I felt like tired yeah. after this match. Everything happened right here at the top of the top of the show, and I was like, "Jeez," mm-hmm. you know. By the time of it, I couldn't yeah. get back into other stuff. Uh, now, Amanda, we'll go to you unless Clump has something special he wants to say about the match. Uh, Cameron Grimes, your dude, North American champ. That was a cool moment. I will say this: I did not expect it to be first on the card. Yeah. Just because it ladder matches and stuff, there's lots of action, and you, it's like you don't want to start with something and then everything is downhill, and that's yeah. where it kind of started. So I missed it when it first happened. So unfortunately, I have like biggest Cameron Grimes fans fan period on my timeline. So she spoiled it for me. Thanks, yeah. Nina. Shout out to you. Yeah. Um, but I went back and saw it, and I was just. This, this was his time, and um, I've been seeing him wrestle for years, and I just, I had tears in my eyes. I was like, this is great, because this is something that I know. He's worked damn hard to yeah. to get there. I mean, all these people work damn hard, but with him, you know, I mean, he spent a lot of years just, like, kind of loafing around on someone's couch. He, he worked at, like, I think one of those yogurt places. I think he worked at, like, Menchie's or something. When yeah. he was, you know, first starting out, and he kept doing it. I mean, he was going to PWG wrestling, and he was working at Menchie's. What does that tell you? So, I was excited, but I was very surprised because I thought that because um, Mello is just so good, 
mm-hmm. that I thought that they'd keep him a little bit. But I really do hope since it's off of him that he goes up. Because yeah. he's ready for that right away. So. Yeah. I feel like Melo can go up. I feel like Trick can't. But I feel like Melo could. Which makes that a little <laughs> bit difficult, if I'm being honest. Uh, Justin Time in the chat says, The ladder match was good from the actual competitors in the match, but uh, got brought down a lot by the all the interference. That's kind of what I meant like they were doing so much. Everything happened to that match. There was people all over the place. There was every single type of bump you could do. There was all sorts of insanity, interference. Well, but that's a... If you're watching an NXT, you know, four-way match with a ladder, you know it's going to be that. Because I can't, like, the the, the first four-way North American match I think of with Cole and Velveteen Dream and... uh, It's always going to be bananas like that. So it makes sense. Right, but, but that's my, uh, my that's why my gripe is that it was first. Not that it happened, that, or yeah. that it even happened that way, but that it was first. That by the time this match ended, I was like, I thought it would go on like third to last. You know what I mean? Yeah. Massive excitement, yeah. something in between to kind of bring people. I would even put, I would have put that, then Gunther and LA Knight, and then uh, Ziggler and Breaker, because I feel like Gunther and LA Knight would have brought the crowd back down a little bit, them, get them ready to go for Ziggler and, and Rude and then everyone else has a chance to kind of do stuff. But after you do everything like that in the beginning and everyone else just has like a wrestling match, it's weird. <laughs> you know, that's like, it's a Tony, it's a Tony Kong move. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that. that, yeah, when you're and also for the West coast, I mean, what did it start at? What? Like 1030. Yeah. Right. 11. 11. Yeah. I'm waking up. And if I was watching, um, because of Saturday, if I was watching like Janela or I was watching GCW, I'm probably still wanting to sleep, you know. Yeah. And I don't want all of this at first. You got to ease me into it, especially something with ladders, because any kind of thing that has some kind of object or whatever that you're using is always going to excite people, and you know it's going to be weird and wonky and whatnot. Yeah. Unless someone yeah. can name a like a ladder tables and ladders match or, you know, steel cage or one of these funky matches that it nothing you know, that nothing has gone awry in, I'd like to know when it happens. But I've never I've never heard of anyone like that. So Yeah. No, absolutely. I uh but yeah, it was cool for Cameron Grimes. I guess that he's got a story moving forward now, uh, on NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Tony D'Angelo is going to be called the Don and Santos told him to stay away uh, like I said Raquel and Dakota seem to be done uh, yeah I don't know what they're doing with Mandy or Cora Kaylee or Io to be honest uh, here's the interesting bit too Ziggler and Rude so Ziggler wins which I would thought was pretty shocking but then on Monday mm-hmm. Night Raw they had the rematch and Braun Breaker won there and producer lady was asking me what I thought about that. Before I say exactly what I thought about that, I want to know. Uh, we'll start with Clump. What do you think about Ziggler winning here and Breaker picking up the win on on Raw? I think it's. I think honestly, to me, it makes it seem again like a house show. Hold the title mm-hmm. at the house show. I do think it's awesome that. You know, you highlight NXT stars that people on the main roster may not be seeing, and or people who watch the main roster may not be seeing, and have them win there. And that kind of shows somebody who 
Braun Breaker is gonna be at be in the be on Raw or SmackDown pretty fucking soon. Yeah, with any luck. Uh, that's he, a great he's call. He's amazing. Yeah. Oh, he's incredible. Uh, he did an awesome job at Hall of Fame. He did an awesome job in that Raw match. I remember just saying uh, yesterday even that he's clearly so comfortable in front of the biggest crowds that yeah, yeah, he's built for this. Uh, but that's a really good point. The idea that it almost highlighted the unimportance of stand and deliver in a sense. Uh, Amanda Jane, what did you think about Breaker taking the win on Raw? You know, the first thing I thought was, what a great way, because he had such a good weekend, the exposure. What a good way to introduce him to the crowd that doesn't watch NXT. Who, you know, can care less, you know, that casual watcher. And to be able to see that, I think it it was the, the best move that anyone could ever have and do. So I was really impressed by that. Um, did I expect him to win? No, I did not. I thought that, hey, this is your, this is going to be your big introduction. Bye-bye. We're not going to yeah. see you anymore because you're going to be moved out. But him winning the title was like, mm, I don't know how I feel about that. But again, I think I'm okay with him having a couple more little stories. <laughs> like Clump said, though, I think his time is coming. Yeah, but it's dry, though. Some of the things that are going on in NXT are very, very dry. And, mm. I mean, I'm sorry. I can't deal with, like, the couples thing right now. I mean, that was going on again this week. And I just, you know, I'm like, this is, I'm like, are you f- having an issue trying to find things to do? That's how yeah. I feel about 2.0 right now. Because now, hey, it was getting better. And now, uh, now starting to, Yeah, it's yeah. definitely teeter-tottering. Uh, I thought it was great having him win at Raw. Raw, after Mania, is usually one of the highest viewed Raws, and I agree with you. I think it's also one of the highest viewed by people who don't watch NXT. So I thought it was awesome to highlight him against a Dolph Ziggler as the champ, and people know Dolph Ziggler, know how good he is. They get to see Breaker be as good as he is. And then they say, by the way, tomorrow night, Braun Breaker continues right here on USA. Uh, yeah, they got over 2 million. It was like 2.1 on the first look over on the numbers. None of the rewatch stuff or replay things uh, accounted for, but fantastic. It's one of the highest ratings I've had on Raw in a long time. So for, for Braun to get that moment there, I was okay with it. I don't think it's going to make anyone go back and watch Stand and Deliver, but I also think that uh, I'd be curious to see if anybody tuned in to, to NXT because of it. I don't know. Uh, well, I will but it say, gets people excited. I thought this was... I thought this was the worst stand and deliver. Yeah. Uh, that sounds harsh, but... That's, yeah. I think, more than fair. Yeah, I think so. Like, uh, I, arguably, to me, this is the worst pay-per-view that NXT's put out. I'll go that far. It just... Nothing felt special. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nothing felt special. And in that, it felt so much worse because it literally was like, well, why the fuck am I doing this? Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing we didn't talk about on Stand and Deliver was uh, MSK got the win. They got the tag team titles. And then shortly thereafter, let's see, NXT, they started pushing a story against, they were supposed to have a match against, uh, it wasn't Imperium, was it? It was Imperium. It was Imperium. So they're supposed to have a match uh, this coming up week. Uh, and in the midst of all the things in the news, which we're not going to dig too deep into, uh, Nash Carter appears to have been released from WWE which then definitely puts the idea of the tag titles in flux, to say the least. 
fresh off of the uh, Dusty Cup being what it was already. Uh, and then that puts Wesley in an awkward position where I just wonder, personally, is Wesley going to be a strong enough single star? I feel like so much of what made Wesley special and Nash Carter special was each other and their chemistry together. Yes. Is Wesley on his own gonna gonna flounder? Or do you think he's gonna thrive? What do you what do you think? That's a really good question. The unfortunate, I I think he's gonna flounder for a bit. Um, and I hate saying that because the dude's a dude is good, but he is so attached to Wesley, and mm. they've not done a lot to differentiate them or separate them. You get so invested in MSK and don't build up the individuals that make it, well, what, yeah. well, you know, what am I going to do? Yeah. I think that if nothing else, even if his ability to thrive on his own is, is there, I think it's going to be a huge adjustment for him in general. And I think he's going to struggle through finding himself for a while anyways. Like, who is he if not part of that team uh amanda what do you think you've seen more well, of him than us oh yeah well there was there is something special about msk as a whole yeah and that's i think that's pretty much why they got signed and to me i mean i've seen wesley do singles yeah he's had some incredible matches he had a great one against uh swerve which um, was at PWG, and then something happened, and then it put them back together again. But I think it's really the people that he would wrestle. That's what makes him shine. And I do not think that there's anybody. I mean, you can put you know him against like Santos Escobar, and it's not going to be a good match because it's you know that's not the style. Even if you threw, you know, a, a like a lucha door in there with him, it might be similar, but it's not going to be the same. So I think that it's a big, yeah, it's a big loss. Um, I think what will probably probably end up happening, and if it happens, you heard it here, episode one. I think that Wesley might ask for his release. I really That's kind of what that. I was thinking too. I was thinking I yeah. wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> no, because yeah. they're they're great as a unit, and you know, and people don't realize that that was very special. I get what's going on, okay, but at the end of the day, you know, there really isn't a place for Wesley. Because look at even the main roster. If he goes up, which I totally doubt, there's nobody really that can that would it would you know be a pretty decent match with so if i were to to pull the cord and try to figure out a way to save him from leaving if we were to if we were to say if he stays how does it work the only thing i think could work for him and i for better or for worse i think if they teamed him with ricochet they could potentially become a tight unit they could potentially have a lot of great chemistry. I bet you Wesley could bring out the best in Ricochet's talking ability, give uh, give a little bit of the rub of the charisma of Wesley on Ricochet, because I do think that they have similar uh, stories and upbringings. I could see it working. 
whether or not they're willing to or whether or not they see it the same way. I'm going to say they did at PWG at some point. But I wouldn't be shocked. I, I bet know. you they could make magic together on both yeah. sides. They could. And then the other thought I had was, well, because part of them, with not only as when they were the Rascals, when you know, Impact and you know, on the Indies, is there were two others in the unit. There were four of them. Mm. And the other two were the Little Rascals, which was Trey Miguel and... Oh, God. I'm blanking out on the other person. But anyway, Trey Miguel is awesome. I've seen, you know, combinations of these different guys working with each other. Mm. And I thought, well, you know what? Maybe, you know, they bring him aboard. And Mm. honestly, at the end of the day, I I don't think that's going to happen. Because, you know, it's already kind of a weird situation. And, you know, and if I, I don't know, if I were in that situation I'd probably just say you know what it's going to be awkward and I don't want to feel awkward or be awkward because that's not fair to me it wouldn't be fair to me so that's yeah. why I would ask for the release so yeah it's, it's just awkward we'll see uh, if I'm WWE I'm trying to get them um, I, if I'm WWE I think I would drop the MSK stuff now if we're not if, if Nash Carter's gone and they have no intention of trying to work any of that out I drop it now. I vacate the titles. I don't even do a promo. Wesley disappears for a month, comes comes to the main roster and teams with Ricochet. Ricochet's in some sort of, especially all the stuff that's going on with Los Lotharios in him right now. Those two dudes keep teaming mm-hmm. up against him. He needs a partner. Boom, it's the call-up for Wesley. And then see if it works. And if it works, great. And if it doesn't, at least we gave it a try. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm WWE, that's what I do. That's, try to, that's how I try to salvage Wesley in the situation. Clem, any thoughts? I agree with that, like a whole hundred percent. Like I, I, I don't see a way to do this with him solo. I think vacating it and let him decide what he wants to do. Reset, move forward with him in the Indies. See what's up. They're both young. Um, I also think this could be this could be a time to reset everyone. Um, so we'll see. I think, but I don't. Unfortunately, also, not going into any of it, but the actions of one kind of leave a taste for the other. You know, yeah. like it's, yeah. If you if you make a plate of food and you undercook the salmon, that can affect everything else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's tough. It's a tough situation. It's messy. I guess we'll see. Um, just to kind of put a bow on, on NXT as far as the week goes, unless you guys had a lot to, to talk about, I feel like we've been doing good going through the stories on it. Yeah. Uh, I will say mm-hmm. um, Nikita Lyons and Lash Legend was much better than I anticipated it being. I think both of them have a lot of potential moving forward. I think I think Nikita's doing awesome the way she's mm-hmm. – her, her personality is shining through. I think she's – Oh, yeah. She's got a lot of potential to be a massive powerhouse in the company for a long time. Um, and then the other thing was I just loved Gunther vs. Braun Breaker. Just great. As good as could be expected and awesome. Uh, outside of that, I mean, it kind of, like you said, everything was kind of all over the place, you know? What do you think about uh, Soa Sokoa and Cameron um, Grimes? I think that'll be great interesting program i think i think it's going to be awesome but my concern is i don't know i don't know who's ready to move right 
Like, do you take the title off Cameron Grimes already and move him, or do you have Solo lose another important match and keep him in NXT or move him? Like, I feel like whoever loses this should just go to the main roster because I think both of them have enough of what it takes to work that uh, uh, I think whoever loses should just move to the main roster and, and let that be the end of their NXT run. Like, yeah. I don't know what we're waiting on them. Yeah, but if you're moving one, you also have to move LA Knight. Say what? You have to move LA Knight. Well, yeah, I think LA Knight should be moved up for sure. Yeah. Which which all that... Oh, yeah. Uh, Which all that was a total shock for me as far as the the Raw after Mania went. We didn't see any NXT call-ups. Nobody from NXT popped up. So I'm hoping we see some NXT call-ups on SmackDown. Maybe the following Raw. This Raw felt a lot like putting a bow on the weekend. And didn't feel like putting uh, a jump start on the year to come. So maybe next week we'll get some debuts and stuff. But anything else on any of the NXT stuff that happened this week that you guys wanted to dig into at all? No, nah, I think let's keep bouncing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just dry again. I'm not impressed it is. with 2.0 yeah. again. Yeah. It is. It's it's weirdly dry about stuff, and then the matches that hit hit, and the other stuff is kind of white noise, and it's ironic for such a colorful show. Uh, well, let's talk about, let's talk about, uh, uh, AEW then. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll probably wrap up a little early tonight. I just, I mean, I feel like it's, it's a weird thing. I feel like WrestleMania had me on such a high that watching stuff afterwards felt like a hangover. You know what I mean? And I was watching stuff yeah. like, okay, this dynamite I watched, you can tell me what you thought about Rampage here in just a second. Uh, dynamite in and of itself though, uh, it just, I just could not get into it, and everything that was happening was just—I was so disinterested. And again, everything felt a lot like we're looking at a very distant number two. Where before it was all like, "Oh, who's creeping up on you, and what's going on here?" I feel like this weekend really put a put a stamp on it to be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we do this; they're doing a different thing." I mean, was there anything on Rampage that you uh, were thinking about? Not really, to be quite honest. Um, the Keith Lee match in Hobbs was okay. Mm. Reason why it was okay and not like, oh my god, it was great. This was a disappointment. Keith Lee definitely is way, 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 and I know we talked about it, way out of shape. Yeah. And you see Hobbs now, who, like, when he first started, he wasn't in the greatest of shape, but now you look at him and it's like, holy crap, this is a different dude. Like, yeah. I saw Andy's and I know. So, that's where it was a little disappointing. Um, but you also need to remember that Tony Khan also had his feet in to this WrestleMania, WrestleCon, whatever weekend with ROH. Yeah. So there's, I found that more interesting and in like kind of what happened there. Oh, more yeah, interesting yeah. than what, you know, Dynamite and Rampage were doing because um, it's getting to be too many factions. Yes. You know, no one can stand on their own. And it kind of it kind of bugs me because I don't, you know, like the Chris Jericho Appreciation Society, or whatever they call themselves, that's stupid, you know. And I, you know, and I think that with the Hardys, now that Matt just with Jeff, I think they've all totally forgot about the Hardy family, whatever. Yeah, that's Yeah, and it's him, him and Jeff. Um, I didn't like the fact that we saw Tully. End up on ROH. 
Yeah, and so I pulled up I pulled up the Rampage results, and I realized that I hadn't heard anybody talk about any of those matches at all. But I did see some stuff talking about uh, the ROH thing. So we can kind of glance over ROH a little bit. Yeah. But it did look like, for the most part, they were absolutely doing what we had predicted, where they're going to get all the titles off the ROH people and put it on the, all the AEW folk that they want. So that way they can cut ties with ROH. Um, the exception being Grisham. And uh, the exception is referring the the other exception being uh, referring to uh, the women's title as an interim title. I'm wondering if they're going to actually have a match or if they're just going to move on. No, I don't think so. Only because I think that uh, Diana Perrazzo in some circles is an issue, yeah. a problem. Tony, I guess doesn't like some of this drama for what I hear. Yeah. But then there's still drama there anyway. But I don't think that's gonna happen. And I really think that she Dion was very disrespected how they now have this interim champ when she's the goddamn champ. She won that. She's been on T V saying, Hey, which belt do you wanna you know, do you wanna try to win? It, what does that mean? You know, and it, it just really kinda of bothered me. Yeah. It's still Which nuts. I don't know if that's the right way to handle but it either. I, I don't know that you hold a title hostage that way either. Although, yeah. a notable thing I thought was really cool was they put that TV title thing on Suzuki. Which I thought was a lot of fun. The idea of having <laughs> Suzuki do a few things, Ring of Honor, AEW style. Hopefully, like we've talked about before, the last two matches we saw of Suzuki and AEW were, were did not feel like Suzuki matches. Hopefully we get a solid Suzuki match. Someone gets that title before he goes back to Japan and that'd be kind of cool. Or if they want to let him run around in Japan with it, that wouldn't be the worst thing. Um, no, no, because they've always, I think they've always wanted to, Garowitz has always wanted to go there. Yeah. But they just couldn't. But also with ROH, the stigma with them, because they're an East Coast promotion. And yeah. we all know Tony Khan does not like California because they're hightailing it out after those two shows. No, no, nothing else coming in. So, you know, whatever. But one of the things that I had this feeling, and I think we talked about it, Mersh, was with ROH, Jay Lethal. I'm going to use him as the perfect example. Jay Lethal, when he, when they were kind of imploding, he was the first one to ask for his release. Yeah. And they granted it for him. Comes on AEW, he's not doing anything. And what is he doing now? They're throwing him back into ROH. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, you know, like, if I were him, I'd be, you know, I wanted something different. And I also noticed you put Cabana on there as a yeah. singles match. Okay, that yeah. warmed my heart. Didn't like who he was wrestling. I, you know, I haven't seen it. But when Isn't I saw that Christian? he did, he was doing one. Yeah. Christian's not bad. Feed Colt to this. No, but I'm just saying, no, don't give Colt a loss. Give him a win oh. every once in a blue moon. Yeah, he didn't have to lose. You know, like. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have to lose, you know. And I'm not saying it because I like him. But one thing I hope that he does say to Tony Khan, when Colt went back to ROH originally, back in the last time WrestleMania was in Dallas. Interesting that it's Dallas again. Um, he went back. 
because he had been asking him for years. And he finally went and he said, if I come, there's only one thing I really, really want. And that was he wanted to be the ROH champion. He said, I can have it for like one pay-per-view. You know, you could take it off me on TV or whatever, or the next one. That's all he wanted because he had never been that. And they didn't Mm -hmm. have the TV championship back then. So, you know, I mean, I think that that was, you know, it's kind of cool. And I hope Tony does that for him because then it just kind of makes his journey a little bit more complete. Yeah. So. And I was also noticing it didn't occur to me, Gresham and Bandito, both of those are ROH guys, so they couldn't take the title off of one of them. They needed to unify those titles. I feel like someone's going to take both those titles off of Gresham, and who's that going to be, you know? I thought it was interesting they put Brian Cage Mm -hmm. over in ROH. Um, Mm -hmm. Bummed out they took the titles off of uh, the Briscoes the way they did, but... I mean, we said it. He was going to take all the titles off of all the ROH guys, so who do you think... I think it'd be cool to have uh, Colt Cabana do an honest wrestling match that's not comedy because he's capable against Gresham, win that title in a really triumphant fashion, and then have the next guy rip it off of him, whoever that's going to be. Yeah, but people – I like that idea because what people don't really know is Colt Cabana actually is a pretty good chain wrestler. I've seen him do some really you – know, he keeps up with Zack Sabre Jr., okay? Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people can. Gresham couldn't. Yeah. But, you know, it's my opinion. But I didn't think so. But I think that that would be something that's really kind of kind of fun. Now, could they keep things from that roster? I don't think they're going to keep anybody. But there are some people I hope that they could keep. And I really, really hope that Bandito sticks around because he is so good. And I think they need that kind of spark to put somewhere because it's getting dry. You know, I'm tired of seeing Punk, tired of seeing Moxley, I'm tired of seeing, you know, Daniel Bryan or whatever the hell, Bryan Daniels, whatever. It's getting old. It's the same shit every week. And then you sprinkle it a little here and there. I think that it was not an accident that this entire card was an ROH person versus an AEW person. To give all the AEW people mm-hmm. the wins and the titles. I don't think they're bringing over Bandito. I think getting the title off of Bandito was to get Bandito out of the way. So now they only have to worry about getting Grisham out of the way so they can move on. I don't. If Tony was going to sign any of these people, I think he already would have. What do you got, Clump? Well, and it was really telling that the only tweet you got out of AEW, was, like of this person's all elite, was, or the only tweet t- you Joe. heard was Wheeler and Wheeler Yuta. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Wheeler Yuta like, got hit with that. And that, that is telling, like, it's, you know, it's a great way to cap it and, you know, like, kind of express this into an important promotion in some ways or maybe re-bit, re, rebirth it. But you also could have done a bit more to save, though, you know, keep keep the talent there. Keep the, keep the fan base there. You know, these people that love this love these people. The Briscoes. It's mm-hmm. ironic that you say That's that too, because like... remember when he bought it, all you said he was gonna it's gonna create a lot more jobs, it's gonna save a lot of jobs. The only people coming out of this that got a job were Wheeler Yuta and Samoa Joe. Yep. Like <laughs> guys who were not on ROH That's to begin me. with. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. This is one of those times where I, I I'm a little disappointed at how right I was when I called it. 
a week ago, and I was uh-huh. like, he's taking the titles off them, and I wish there's, he would pick up some of these guys, but he didn't pick up any of them. Mm-hmm. One, two that they well, I think three that he needs to pick up. He needs to pick up Shane Taylor promotions. Okay, I mm-hmm. I think Shane Taylor does not get the credit he deserves. And if I were to put him, or who do I send him or Keith Lee? Because again, full circle, those two were tag partners until all of a sudden Keith Lee wanted to do his solo run, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But of the two, and even now, <clears throat> Shane Taylor is far superior. I mean, he's cut since those days. He's cut, I think, about over 200, almost 250 pounds almost. Okay. And, you know, and he's incredible. And what they do, because he's like, I'm doing this on my own. This is like really like indie shit, but tied in with, you know, being with a company. Now, you know, I think that would have been great. Another one I think that really needed needs to come back, and he wasn't even there. Was I'd like to see because they want to develop somebody, Leon Saint Giovanni. Shout out. Okay, Gio. well I'm gonna pause um, you there. This is the point of it is that he showed on this that he's not picking up any of these guys. Yeah. How would it would it have made like Clump said? The only people coming out of it said these people are all elite now was Yuta and Joe. This was your time to give some wins to some of these guys and sign them. He's not digging up anybody. Like we could fantasy book booking these guys on in every promotion in the world, but the time, but the fact of the matter is that he the time passed. He wanted those contracts yeah. ended and cut, so he didn't have to worry about it. And if he was going to pick up any of these guys, he'd have done it here because it would have been big around this event. Now at this point, mm-hmm. there's no Ring of Honor. All the titles are in AEW. All is well. Who knows? Maybe it's a matter of time before we start seeing Ring of Honor on YouTube and in a studio, and these belts just float around like uh, what was like in in TNA when they had the NWA title, it was just floating around in their card. You know, like uh, when uh, when well when WWE brought in all the NWA titles, those were just floating around in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like that's what we're that's what we're looking at here, and um, it's a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. I think it's cool that Joe's got a Joe's back, his match on Dynamite. Was decent, mm-hmm. you know. Didn't blow me away, but I don't think it was supposed to. And well, was, I think it was Max Caster. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I like Max Caster. Don't get me wrong, but that that's not, you know, that's not. You're putting him against Samoa Joe. It's like, come on, you just fed him to, you know, Max Caster to like several yeah. lions, and one of the and one of the lions hasn't eaten in years. So, which is fine, but. You yeah, know, that's a good thing because he, because yeah. it's introducing Samoa Joe back into the fold, and I think that that's super important because most of the time they do this, they put him up against some big dream match right away, blow it immediately, and then move on, and then we don't know what we're doing. So I think slow playing Joe to build yeah. anticipation for bigger matches is perfect. The match was fine. wasn't incredible. wasn't trash. It just reminds you that Joe's here and how yeah. much we love Joe. That was done well, in my mm-hmm. mind. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, that to get to that point, yes, it was. Now, I don't know what I thought was interesting on Dynamite during the the Butts and FTR match. Um, the ring announcer, Bobby oh, Cruz, the... came up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it kind of for me was like, okay, are you are you doing this 
to kind of, okay, yay, is this a last hurrah? I mean, what is it? Because obviously Rickabani and Caprice Coleman, they didn't come and, you know, do anything on, you know, AEW, that side of it. Mm-hmm. And obviously nobody's staying because Yuna technically was AEW. They just moved him over yeah. with that title. And yeah, I mean, so it's kind of stupid. So I don't know. I mean, it's just weird. So it's going to be another scene where you're going to see Punk and Jericho, Mox, all those people are going to, Adam Cole, they're going to all be on all three shows. And that gets old. I'm already sick of Adam Cole. You know? I also, if I'm honest, the Wheeler Yuta story with the best friends is already making no sense to me. And it's already like, let's move past this. It's dumb because the idea is that Yuta just is, he wants to be part of the Blackpool society, whatever. And that's his goal. And then you have Trent being like, no, don't go. And you, or you have a, 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 not Trent, Chuck, no, don't go. Let me teach you. And then you have Trent being like, I don't trust you. And it's like, none of this story with the best friends is even about the best friends. It's about Yuta wanting to be, he's the pure champion. And he wants to be a better wrestler, and he wants to be with the better wrestlers. This weird fake tension feels so forced. Let him go. No. Like, it doesn't make not. sense. No. No. Because when Trent came back, I think I've remarked on this before. When he came back, right away, I don't think they planted, because obviously ROH wasn't in the picture, but they planted a couple seats where... I, I'm actually shocked how how it's actually kind of played out a little bit, and I kind of was right. But they had already because he was out, and all of a sudden he, he felt like he's being replaced. So he never really he never really cared for you. He wasn't going to warm up to Yuda. And then knowing that now, I didn't know that Yuda. I, I think Yuda was trained at Chikara when Chuck Taylor was there, and Chuck Taylor was was. Um, training but most people don't know all of this so i mean i kind of do it so i'm like oh my god this is great and just orange is back there i don't give a fuck mm-hmm. you know leave me out of this and i think that that's where it is so it's not i don't think being forced i actually kind of like this little storyline because not because i like tramperetta but it actually gives best friends something else but that hug you know what i mean and it does, but it also feels it feels as unimportant as that hug to me. Like when I see it, I just go, "Okay, I don't care about this. Just let Wheeler go." It's also weird if it's a competitive thing. I don't know. Maybe I just don't understand or get how the best friends work as a unit, anyways. And I already think that it's a stupid unit. That it is just a couple dudes who hug all the time, and that's supposed to mean something. Never. The idea that you just like, like I want to learn from other people. Okay. Let him go. Like, it just, I don't feel like a real tension. Well, Chuck probably feels like, you know, they're not really, they don't use Chuck. Okay, so this is his, oh, okay, let me milk Mm -hmm. the moment. That's true, too. Best friends have been around a while. They're in the Indies together after Repetitive Vice, you know. Sure, and I've never liked them. From the first time I saw them, I thought it was stupid. No, because I always loved Rapunzel Vice because Rocky Romero, I think, is just fantastic. And mm-hmm. I'm like, 
Trent leave because of this whole thing <laughs> when he was being bitter. I'm like, just leave and give me Rapunzel Vice. I think the yeah. crowd would love Rapunzel Vice more so than best friends. I mean, yeah. Orange? I mean, he's, I mean, when they signed Danhausen, I think Orange basically you're 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 not gonna be that's not you anymore. They don't they're not gonna care. So when mm. he comes back from his injury, no one's gonna care because it's all about Danhausen and, mm. and her. Maybe. I could see that. I could see that. Uh Clump, do you are you into the best friends you to thing? Um not really because I'm not into the best friends. Like I, I, I like Chris Statlander, but it, to me, it, you, you, I was gonna say they're two dudes that hug and a mom in a minivan. Like it's. I love Sue. Doesn't it? To, <laughs> me, it, 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 to me, it's it's uh, it's a thing with AEW. Like they're bringing indie wrestling in those moments to the, the masses, which I get, but also like part of me is like don't really know what I'm supposed to care about in a kind of combat based thing that this is just so silly it it it's carny shit to me doesn't it and, feel like of all the things that they've been able to just drop and move in a different direction that this is one with Yuta where they could just they would do it and no one would mind if Yuta just had his match with Moxley and bled and Moxley said I like this kid and then that's that like, I don't yeah. think you need all this best friend stuff. Maybe that's my problem. Because I feel like it muddles it up in such a way that's so unnecessary. You just let him go. And let it be a build thing later. Let him be there and then have a, a moment where the best friends and them face off. And you go, oh, shit, he was with them. Are, is there tension? I mean, like, I feel like they're dragging it out and it doesn't need to be. I agree with that. Because I, like, I think that Chuck's probably going to get released. I wouldn't be shocked. Mm. Yeah, he might not be he has, he's, Yeah, because look at him. I mean, he is... Even when you see best friends, it's always orange. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's been the, the consistent one. I mean, Trent, obviously, hi. He had a really bad injury. Gone for a while. He's back now. So they kind of have to bring Chuck kind of back in. But there was... Like Janela, there were weeks and weeks where Chuck wasn't even going down to Jacksonville or... You know, wherever yeah. they were touring. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest. This whole this whole episode was just like one thing after another that was just not clicking for me. The tables match with the Hardys and Butcher and Blade was as sloppy as any match could be. Like it was, it was bad. The Hardys looked bad. I'm a little worried about Jeff Hardy because he looked. I couldn't tell how much of the spots were supposed to be him messing up or how much were the spots where he just was not coordinated and you don't know why. And mm. Did you see the stuff about ad-free shows that they uh, when they had Jeff Hardy there for the thing? Did you see those no. clips going around? Jeff Hardy came out and was like rambling nonsense and kept saying he wanted to sing a song at the end and wasn't answering anybody's questions and was talking around in circles. And then at the end, Jeff Hardy was like, well, here he is, Jeff, or Jeff Jarrett's like, uh, here you go, Jeff. Floor is yours. Do the song you want to do. Sing your song. And Jeff Hardy's all like, yeah, you want me to sing a song? He said, yeah. And he goes, cool. And he puts his mic down and then like kind of looks back and forth and just walks off stage. And it was like, what the fuck's going on? It's just a lot of weirdness. Now, it doesn't mean that there's a problem, but it does mean there's a lot of weirdness surrounding it. And when, but then when they follow that up with a really sloppy match, I start to get worried. Lo- yeah, no, 100%. Like, that was 
I've been worried since his his exit because his exit was led by a really weird moment at a house show where you're like, that's not good. And hearing stories of he wants to go, WWE wants him to get take care of himself and he's refusing and they release him. That, mm-hmm. it doesn't sound good. Um, you know, like, what, watching them go, he, it, it, it just looked off. It didn't yeah. look right. It looked, and yeah, I've, I've had those worries and questions since he's come in because I've been like, man, like, truthfully, since he got brought in, like, the first thing I thought was, there's a lot of weirdness around this. Yeah. I don't know if I would have hired him because just optics of it. And as yeah. time goes on, you're like, so you're so desperate to bring another one of your playthings from your childhood into your company that you'll do it at any cost. Because this isn't just bad looking. This is dangerous to everyone he wrestled and himself. It seemed like it, yeah. Yeah, and for Tony Khan and for Tony Khan and for his father and for the company, that's dangerous to the company. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. you 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 got to have a mind there, but you know, at this point, truthfully, and this this may piss a lot of people off, but when we see these things, the, these people come in in these moments, and we've heard we've heard more and more about the hiring and firing of AEW, or I should say we've heard of them through sources that make no sense, mm-hmm. I question the values there. Yeah. I don't think this would have happened if Cody was there mm-hmm. or was yeah. on top, because Cody, you know, I I, I correlate, and I may be overreading, I correlate a lot of the changes in how we did things to when Co- Cody left. Or how they did things to when Cody left, because he was the big push for a lot of the value stuff, and it doesn't seem to be that that's the case anymore. Yeah, and that's not nice. making me happy. Yeah. But remember, this is a company that, you know, every week there was an injury. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, they're notorious for, you know, having that sign of how many days without an injury, and they always have to reset it, that yeah. gag. And that's just yeah. kind of, yeah. And I don't think that he, Tony, has any regard for people that way. And no one has addressed and asked that question because I want to ask that question. Like, you, you have a history of injuries, you know. What, you know, what's up with that? Because, yeah. you know, you don't hear that in WWE. Yeah. Well, and you. Yeah. You've heard more and more of late, like in a recent interview, what Jeff said that every time he does a swanton, it hurts, and it and it didn't come off like a yeah, you land like it's wear and tear. And I immediately am like, so why are we doing it? And then I yeah. think of these moments. I think of his injuries, and I think of the past couple of years' story. It this really feels like a big falling down moment because you know a few years ago he was putting on work that highlighted his changes in growth Mm -hmm. and he was showing what he could do and 
now with this and these questions I have, I look back on that and I kind of feel the same worry I felt when it started and apprehension I felt when it started and I conveyed to you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, you know, this, I'm, I'm waiting for another, what was it, Victory Road? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering too. Uh, I did really enjoy Sean Spears getting jobbed out the way he did, looking like a fool. That was fun. I knew you did. I knew you did. <laughs> I thought it was so funny I the way Marsh... they were hyping up on his way to the ring. I was like, they're talking about him like he's not a jobber and we don't know it. And then he came out and he lost decisively in a short period of time. And the whole segment had nothing to do with him. And it was all about Wardlow. And I was just laughing the whole time. And I was all like, it reminded me of when he first debuted in AEW. And uh, his girlfriend tweeted out, my baby's a star. What a superstar. And I was like, he's a jobber. Relax. And this is him being a star. I guess. So I was watching AEW <laughs> today, and one thing yeah. that came up that made me kind of laugh is they had those Wardlow, like, report him to the authorities thing. Yeah. And the person I'm watching with is like, why the fuck are they only on on camera? Yep. Like, the ca- the camera face said, like, you can't print six more Yeah. to put around so it, may- it looks like a little bit more than just a, a shitty set piece. Yep. Yep. Womp womp. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of shitty set pieces, that wall that Keith Lee threw yeah. uh, Hobbs into. That, that whole segment, because when they started fighting, so I, I immediately realized as they started fighting, the reason when you see break-aparts backstage like that in WWE, the reason you hear a bunch of people going, whoa, whoa, and yelling and being loud is so you can you can cover the not hits. Mm. That Because I was just like, this sounds... Shitty. Like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. If if I was yeah. if I was visually impaired, I'd be like, is somebody whistling? Did somebody like? Is somebody? Are we watching Chopped? Are people rapidly yeah. running to a to, to to cook? You know? Yeah. You yeah. don't have the ring to make no. the noise for you. But you know, on this same topic, you know what they also did, and this is where I I, I kind of laughed to myself. Is Ricky all of a sudden? Loses his shirt. Yeah. They weren't, him and Swerve weren't doing anything for him to really kind of lose no. his shirt the way he did. So I'm like, oh, are we going to, are we trying to get eye candy here? Yeah. Is this what we're doing? And I laugh because I'm like, just show his butt. You know, if you're going to do yeah. crap like this, show his butt. Just do it. Which, right there. It's there. Just do it. So I thought that was horrible. That was really horrible. Yeah. I mean, uh... you know. Well, let's talk about just two more things and we'll wrap it up. Uh, Jade Cargo's promo was fine. A lot of people were talking about it like it was the greatest promo they'd ever heard. It was, it's fine. No, it's fine. Uh, but I do want to know what you guys thought about the Eddie Kingston promo because I really feel like even though he got the win over Jericho, he really sounds a lot like I'm having a hard time believing what he's saying anymore. He sounds like he doesn't even mean it. It to a degree you know what I mean like he's always talked from the heart but this whole like on site let me tell you what on site means you be with your family I'm gonna jump you he didn't sound like I believed it for a second did you hear the Freddie Prince Jr. yeah we'll talk about it next week after he does the second one yeah Freddie Prince Jr. interviewed Tony Khan and it was actually probably the best Tony Khan interview I've ever heard oh I thought... uh, he didn't oh, have I'll a lot of talk crazy yeah I thought he interviewed 
Oh, he did an interview Kingston like two weeks ago, which oh. was uh, actually really cool because they were nerding out about all sorts of stuff that wasn't wrestling, and that was cool. I'm just saying, listen to Freddie Prince Jr. It's awesome. But uh, uh, to be on track, I wonder what you guys thought about the Eddie Kingston promo because I felt like it was really we're really getting to a point where, with as believable and good as he is, he's not able to back it up so much that he's not coming off as believable anymore. To me, are you guys still buying into what he's saying? No. I, I don't, and unfortunately, in that, um, like, I've not seen him do great in the ring, and and if I can't believe what he's saying, and that's that's the only thing we've really been like, God damn, he can talk, he can talk. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh shit, man. Yeah, he's got to be able to to back it up. His consistent like. He comes off like a dude I knew in my neighborhood who shit talks all the time, and you're like, yeah, but also never wins the fight. Yep. Like he comes off like, mm-hmm. like in Dirty Work when Norm Macdonald's like, I gotta go, my idiot friend needs me, because his mm-hmm. idiot friend keeps picking fights he can't win. You know what I mean? Like that's what it, yeah. that's what it looks like. He, he comes out and rattles his mouth, and you go, oh my god, you're gonna get your ass kicked again, man. Like stop talking shit. Like <laughs> that's what it's coming off to me now, and it sucks because he's he's Eddie fucking Kingston. And I want to buy yeah, into what he's saying because he's it all that. went down. Him, it all went downhill with that stupid sparkler bullshit. That sparkler was the beginning. Of he the never end. recovered. Yeah, he could never recovered from that. And yeah. so as it went on, as it goes on, it's like every time they use him, it's like this guy's a joke now. You know <laughs> how he's not as authentic as we thought he was. So. Why am I gonna why am I gonna buy into that? Because yeah. we all know that's not Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Okay, who's exactly. ever he seen Eddie. Yeah. He does deserve better. Uh Kira's in the chat says AEW hasn't turned a profit yet. Every show's been running off the money TK's making off his other ventures. I wonder about that too. I just don't know enough about it, but I've heard it makes money, but I also wonder making money versus making a profit are two different things. Uh so I don't mm-hmm. I don't know, um, but I'm interested about it. What I want to hear is from you two dudes. Uh, I was very checked out by the time the main event happened. I intend to go back and rewatch it, but every time I looked up, the Young Bucks were doing something silly. FTR was doing something silly to the Young Bucks. The ref was getting was acting like an absolute idiot, and it just kept stopping me from staying invested. I'm going to go back and watch it because I love FTR, and people are saying this is the best FTR Bucks match that we've gotten. What I did notice and love, the crowd was on fire for FTR and chanting yes. FTR in a world where I'm constantly hearing from their own fan base that they don't like FTR and they're boring. The crowd was mm-hmm. bought in and wanted FTR. They were hot for FTR, and I love that. Yes. That's all I got to say on it. I want to know what you guys thought of it. Let's start with Clump. Uh, oh, jeez. Um, I... <laughs> don't put me on the spot, man. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I... No, it was not the best match they've done, and I fucking get so tired of like every match they do. It's the best match they've ever done. No, it's 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 a damn good match. It's the best match on this dynamite, but sometimes that can be a really low bar to jump over, you know? Like, was this better than the last time they fought? Because this was the second time they had a match. Yeah, it yeah. did feel to me a little bit better. Um, mm-hmm. It felt like a little bit like going on. Um, I I loved FTR's parts. And I feel like when I'm watching it, I feel like it's a clash of styles in some ways in the best way to me. Because it's like, hey, I'm going to show you how to do your job. 
Yeah. Um, I I felt like the things that hurt it were the the silly moments at points because I truly and Amanda, I, I, you have much more experience with the Bucks than either of us do. I would love to see, and it could be perfect with FTR, a match where the Bucks and FTR go serious. Mm-hmm. And that would work together. I, I know everyone wants the Bucks to do the Meltzer driver. I know they want to see them do, you know, the the elite trigger and on and on. But I'd love a match where they bring each other to the limit in a serious way. And I think that could happen here. And I felt like that was what FTR was trying to do. Like, we're still going to win doing this this way. You know, that's the only thing I took away is I'd love to see that, you know. Amanda, right before you answer, what I love about that concept, too, is that this is the time because the Young Bucks are so clearly being phony over the top in their character that if you had them just get, like, legit mad, that FTR thinks they're better than them and they stop goofing around. They don't come out all stupid gear because they think it's flashy and funny. And this whole stupid thing that people think is giving them all this heat. If you had them strip that all down and said, look, all of the jokes aside, all of the, the picking fun on the fans aside, we're fucking better than you and we're willing to prove it. And they just stripped it down and did like a match match. That could have been incredible. Amanda, do you think they're capable of that? And then what do you think of the match? Well, you know, I think they're more than capable of that. Okay. Where I don't think that you would see that kind of serious match in the AEW realm. Mm. It, 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 it can't because there was too many silly things that went on with Kenny and Don Callis and all that. Yep. People hated it. It was very insulting. Yeah, I saw it as a fan of... You know, like, the Young Bucks are incredible. I've seen incredible matches they've done throughout the years. And I will say, because everyone's always wanted FTR and the Young Bucks. And it's been kind of a letdown, to be quite honest. And um, I love the FTR. Okay? I love the Bucks when the Bucks aren't doing all this stupid shit. Now, one place I think that they could do a serious match is you actually put it on ROH. Because if you look at the Bucks back in that time, there was no shenanigans. I mean, there was a little bit with, you know, Bullet Club and whatever, but with Adam Cole and all that. But that's because it was Bullet Club, you know, and it's a a whole different beast. But I think that if you brought them into that, because that is where they cemented and became who they were, that, yeah, I mean, it's going back to the roots. And I think that that would bring back that old Young Bucks, that reason why – they even have this company, okay? The reason why All In happened and mm. all of these other things. And I think that that's really important to do. And but do you will think, they do it? Do you think that over the ROH titles, because I have a feeling that part of the reason, I, I, I have a feeling that the, uh, that, that the Young Bucks want the ROH titles so they can take a picture with them with all those titles. Mm-hmm. Do you think they could well, strip down and not be silly and do a serious match where we're just better than you and win the third one for the titles and then that's how they do it in a match that people actually respect the Young Bucks for? Yeah, I think they can. Okay. I but think... What's, good. Sorry. I was going to say, but what stands in the way is Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. Because he, he'll kibosh that. And, you know, honestly, it's like, I know they could do it. Can't okay. see it. 
you know, so. I 100% agree. And I think that's that's the best idea I've, I I think of that. I think, Amanda, that's awesome. Because, yeah, if the, the, the Young Bucks FTR matches thus so far have felt like, oh, it's a Young Bucks match with FTR. Not a tag mm-hmm. match. Not mm-hmm. an FTR match. A Young Bucks match with FTR. A, an AEW match, which is a Young Bucks match, which is with all the silliness, the looseness. Um, Brandon Cutler's uh-huh. there. It, it's that. Yeah. If they did an ROH, that could be an amazing spot because it could be Ring of Honor is a more serious place on ROH terms. They could do, you know, ROH rules, which are a Gear. bit more strict. Yes. I'd love that. And I think that'd be the the way to end this. That would be the absolute way to end this because, yeah, we haven't really seen it. I mean, the, the I think of the Young Bucks Golden Lovers match where it was a bit more serious than the ring. Um mm-hmm. And that worked really well, and the Bucks can do it. I think we need to see it because, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I the moment you know, I'm watching this, and I, I the other thing is I watch this is every little thing, whether it be Brandon spraying people, the mm-hmm. ref being that the the weird jump ins, it took me out of it, mm-hmm. and I was getting to I was getting excited, and. Yes, these are funny spots. Yes, they're, they're they're good moments. And yes, there's a certain style that has really ingratiated the Young Bucks to the wrestling world. But it makes them one note. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's... I don't see them... Taba- Tabasco hot sauce is hot sauce, but it's, to me, the shitty hot sauce because it's just vinegar and heat. That's yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. If you If you... You know, you don't, you don't ever see a... Well, we put Tabasco sauce in this, whereas you see, yeah, I put sriracha in this and it added to everything. Yeah. If they did an ROH, we could see these layers that make them them. And for mm-hmm. a lot of people, that could be, oh, fuck. These, you mm-hmm. know, these guys are really that good because it's, mm-hmm. we got to see that Clash of Styles end, you know? Yeah. That would be great, too, because that's something me and Kev said mm-hmm. when we first started watching AEW was we didn't understand the hype between Young Bucks or Kenny Omega for that matter, but because it was this one trick pony match over and over again and we just didn't see it, we still don't see it. If we were to get to a point where they had a serious match like that with FTR, like you're describing, I think guys like us, who are just non-believers, if you will, would go, oh, maybe they are one of the greatest tag teams of all time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I also like the fact that now that Tully's not in their picture, Yeah. It gives them a little bit more of a seriousness, I think, hmm. and that we are that good. And okay. I think that important that's important because, you know, they already have a billion and two jokey tag teams in that yeah. company. You mm-hmm. don't need another two or three, and especially the ones who are regarded as some of the best in the world. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need to. Yeah, no, they need to. The Bucks need to get back in that gear of they couldn't pull that kind of shit in New Japan. Absolutely not, you know, and even with Ring of Honor, I mean, they didn't pull that kind of shit, and definitely at PWG, they did not pull that kind of shit, Mm. and, um, you know, but, you know, some people like that, like, example, my mom hates wrestling, we were watching it, and she actually kind of liked that match, she kind of laughed a little bit at, you know, the Jackson boys, and, you know, Mm. and, I'm like, okay, if you're someone like my mom, definitely not a casual viewer because she hates this shit. 
Mm-hmm. And she is actually kind of enjoying it. It's like, okay, I get it. That's cool. But if you're picky like me, I no, I want better and I've seen better. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? mm. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I don't have anything else uh, uh, to add here. Was there any final thoughts uh, that, that you want to throw out, Clump? I'm good. Any final thoughts, Miss Amanda Jane? Yeah, um, I'm kind of liking that all of a sudden these old ROH alums are coming into the picture. Mm-hmm. Sanjay Dutt, love him. Yeah. And I'm really kind of glad that he's not only doing his backstage stuff, but he's on out on camera because the, guy, the guy's a talker and he's just yeah. he's phenomenal. But I am liking that. Yeah, However, that's good. you can't emulate what happened there. Mm-hmm. That was magic in those years. Not saying that these guys aren't capable, but again, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Yeah, and I am interested to see how Jay Lee on Samoa Joe works out because that has a lot of potential. I appreciate cool. something really fast. Uh, shout out to Stack House and all his GCW stuff. Yeah. Yeah, shout out Sam Stackhouse. Whoop, whoop. Uh, spring Break Part whoop, 2, whoop. Uh, Janela's. They also had uh, the Spring Break trading cards, the decks, and he was in there, and I believe that to be his very first ever trading card. I was reaching That's out awesome. to everyone I knew in Dallas trying to get a hold of one of those cards, and nobody got me one of those cards. I reached out to like seven people, and I was like, please, someone just well, get it. So, if anybody out there. Lauderdale. I'm going to ask yeah. Lauderdale this weekend. If People need to keep can, reaching um, out. <laughs> Hunt me down. Yeah, I need no, no, Sam Stackhouse cards. So boy, I know, and I'm telling yeah. Janella, like, I need a Sam Stackhouse card. I need yeah four of them. Yeah, if I can't get one Why of those four? decks, it, I at least need the the Sam Stackhouse because I think the whole deck would be yeah. cool. But if if, if I only get Sam. one, it's got to be that Sam. I got to have it exactly. Yeah, I'm like no offense. It's that that's just the one I'm gonna ask. Yeah, because I'm gonna start referring to it as Sam Stackhouse Spring Break from now on. Yeah, seriously, uh, seriously, the clusterfuck—it's all Sam, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, so definitely awesome. this weekend, lots of wrestling. Um, GCW has two shows in California. The yeah, debut yeah. of them in San Francisco. I will be there. I am sitting in the front row, dead center, facing the card cam, because my <laughs> friend she bought me my ticket, and that's. Where I am, so you guys can see me. If light tubes come out, run like a bitch. Yep. Because I don't like the light tubes. <laughs> awesome. All yeah. right, guys. Mm-hmm. Well, we will be back next week for a brand new episode one. Right here in the dive bar of the IWC. Guys, that's the last call. Cheers. Continue to support us or buy us a drink by following us. Or subscribe and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Cheers! I would never have a drink with less than on the rock.